glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on, let's go. Hey, I'd like to have 75 degrees and sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play us through right in rain. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. And we're back. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Put Me In Coach podcast. After only a two-week hiatus this time around, we are back recording a brand new episode during this football season. Bobby Blanco, Tom Natale, Ian Foster joining you. Porter, uh, Gregory Porter will be joining us a little later on in the program via Zoom. Again, PMIC podcast across the board on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And also give us a follow on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Spread the word. We enjoy uh, listening to feedback, and we really appreciate everyone who tunes in every week and uh, all the good comments that we receive, so we really appreciate it. Uh, guys, I'm back from the beach. Um, I took a week vacay to Bethany uh, with old Maggie, old Maggie, little Maggie's and, um, young, young Maggie, young Maggie. Sorry. Excuse me. Um, so we are back in, uh, the parents' basement recording a brand new episode. I'm closing up on the couch, watching Tuesday night football and, uh, the, uh, ALCS Megan's on the couch, half listening, half listening to her own podcast. Um, but fair warning. This is just a warning to all of our listeners. If you hear screaming in the background, it is not me murdering Megan. It is Megan murdering a spider cricket. <laughs> spider crickets. She will get sprickets. Sprickets. Yeah, sprickets. exactly. Um, the first thing that happened when we got back to my parents' house is we went downstairs to our our, our little basement apartment that we've had since COVID, um, and <laughs> walk into the bathroom and there was a little family of four just chilling on the floor. <laughs> so I locked Megan in there and had her deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Daniela will, will Emory isn't dead. She sees a spricket, like I, like a blood curdling, like like from Psycho shower scene level scream. Megan can't Daniela. stand him. Oh God, dude, she loses it. But um, Virginia's doing great. Everything's fine. Uh, the crickets are dead. We did a sweep through of the upper level before we started recording, so hopefully we'll have no appearances by spider crickets. But if there are any, and you hear screaming in the background. That is that. Uh, that's what that is. Um, all right. Well, got the casualties out of the way, and uh, let's move forward. The oh. Washington football team uh, falls to one and four on the season after a not surprising, um, but pretty brutal the way it happened loss to the Rams. Abysmal is that you said, Tom? That's what I thought it was. Yeah, not surprising, but. I think they were supposed to lose that game, but the way it went down was Minus not not like that. In the second half. Yeah. All right. Well, Minus we'll get into that, um, and of course, we'll also get into the Haskins benching that happened last week. We didn't get to record um, last week with some scheduling issues, but we obviously can talk about Haskins being benched. And now, of course, the reports that he, they're already they being the Washington Football Team are already shopping him and looking to trade him before the deadline. Yeah. No, divorce looks like it's inevitable, um, which is just – guys, I asked you two weeks ago, is the starting quarterback on this roster? And both of you said yes. Do we want to change our answer? I, I think we have to. I think 
Because yeah. <laughs> the guy that put we me said in, is put me in, coach. <laughs> hey, he said that. The guy that we said is going to be the starter is no longer the starter. He's not even the backup. He got bumped to third string. Like he did something. Yeah, it's guys. This has been. You know, we, we've seen a lot of a, a lot over the years as Washington fans, um, but I don't think we've seen something like this. I mean, I I know we saw a at exodus of RG three, but that was years in the making. Um, and you know, we saw Donovan McNabb's mentioned, but you know, a first round pick, um, and his fourth start in a new regime. Um, I just. I can't really comprehend it. It's it's unlike something we've seen before. It is, and so how do, how do we want to approach this conversation? I do uh, because all right. Let's just start there. Let's start here. Let's go back a week before the Rams game, before okay. uh, Kyle's Kyle Allen's injury, everything. Straight up benching Dwayne Haskins. Do you or do you not agree with it? I do not. Not even a little bit. Yeah, I don't agree with it. Now, start him all sixteen games. Yeah. Now, find out what you have. Yeah, but, I agree. I think we're all on the same page there. Yes, it's clear, he's clearly just, not Ron's guy. And, let's just play devil's advocate. So, why would we agree with benching him? Is that because, well, Ron's reasoning was we are going to go for it. We're in a division that is pretty bad, and we think we have an opportunity to win some games. And Kyle Allen who is familiar with this offense gives us that gives us that the best opportunity to do so, um, which I, I think is incredibly short-sighted, but um, or just to affect that. Uh, I know Dwayne has not passed the eye test, but I, I don't know. I, I just, I can't fathom it. I, I just categorically disagree with how this is uh, played out so far. It just feels so Redskins, doesn't it? Yeah. It's supposed to be a new a new regime, a new everything, but this is just the same old shit every single time. If not, it's worse. And it's worse. So, I, I, we all like Ron Rivera here. I'm not asking for him to be fired or, or say something like this, but I have been substantially disappointed in this season, and not because of our one in four record, which is something I anticipated, but he's not making sense. And he has what um, I think it was Pete Haley and, and JP Finlay um, labeled as Ashburn syndrome, <laughs> where you have a guy with a great <laughs> resume who seems to be level-headed and does things the right way. And then as soon as he heads to Ashburn, Virginia, he then acts like our owner. That's um, hilarious. It, it kind of adds up. It um, does. It absolutely adds up. So, you know, I, I just really don't understand what our plan is this year moving forward. And it's just Ron has contradicted himself in so many various levels that it's just I'm, I'm very confused. I, I don't get it. Like I thought we had we got him to bring structure and accountability to this franchise. And, you know, he says one thing one day, then completely flip flops the next day. And it's just. It's mind blowing to me. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think so. Maybe we can. I mean, I don't want to bypass the whole Dwayne Haskins conversation because, again, we didn't talk about it last week, and I do kind of want to get into it. But Absolutely. to move forward to, because I think that conversation then evolves into the Ron Rivera conversation. And that's where my frustration mostly comes from. I think I am more uh, benching. We can argue all day long whether it was the right or wrong thing. I see both sides. I know where I stand, but like I can be. Like, I understand why Ron did it. Yeah. My frustration, and like you said, Tom, confusion, is that I feel like we're getting mixed signals from Ron Rivera, both on on, on the on the purpose of the season, on, on what we're, what are we, like, this sounds so cliche, but what are we doing here? Like, what are we, what, what are we doing? What, do, what would you say we're doing here? Now, <laughs> I think all of us, all the three of us, while we're passionate fans, are rational on how this football team is going to be this season. No one yes. on this podcast assumed that the Redskins were going to contend for 11 the, and five <laughs> for the NFC East. Um, and, and we all bought into this is a rebuild year. And, and we've even heard Ron Rivera use that term throughout training camp throughout the off season, that this is a rebuilding de- developmental year. We're, we're trying to evaluate the players that we have and build for the future. Now we're three weeks into us. This was three weeks, three or four weeks into a season and we're completely switching gears and now we're going for it. Well, we don't have the roster to go for it. If you wanted to go for it, you should have signed Cam Newton. You should have signed a wide receiver. Yep. You should have signed a, a, a left tackle. Like you, you, and I, yep. I, I know this is at this point, probably an exhausted, uh, conversation because everyone again has probably anyone who follows our podcast has probably already heard this on sports talk radio online, whatever it may be. But you know, it's, it's just, we're trying to take two steps forward and I think it's going to set us two steps back even further. So, like best case scenario, you throw Kyle Allen in there. What do you go? Sure. Seven and nine, yep. seven and nine, best case scenario. Yep. You get in the playoffs, you win the division, you get in the playoffs and, you lose and then you get, time. And you get bounced immediately. And then you get a fucking, what, pick 17, yep. 15 around it? Like, for what? What is the fucking point? And this was the same problem we had during Jay's successful years. Yes. And that was one of the biggest issues, probably. And I think it was JP that said this. One of the worst things that could have happened to this team years ago was going 6-2. and two Because yes. we were not good enough to be 6-2. and two. We just, you know, we were fortunate. And then, you know, the market corrected. And we were terrible the rest of the way, despite injuries. Um, and when you, as we know, especially as lifelong Wizards fans, yep. when you are right in the middle, it's the worst place to be. The worst. the worst place to be. You can't rebuild. You can't build upon that. I mean, yeah, you can, but we can't. Yeah. Not in the first year. I, no. Um, I, I think it's, I, sorry, go ahead. No, Bobby, go ahead. I, I mean, because just because you brought up the Wizards, like I, I was like trying to explain this to like Megan, my cousin, and his girlfriend, like why I was like so frustrated about it last week. And it's like I equate it to what happened just happened to the Wizards. Like going to the bubble was probably the worst thing for the Wizards. Like because the best case scenario is you get the eighth seed and get bounced by Milwaukee in yep. the first round. And then that puts you outside of a lottery pick. Yep. Worst case scenario, you're still the number nine lottery pick, which is where they ended up anyway. So it's like what 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 do we do? What's the point here? What are we doing? Yeah. So, like, if you go for it with again and a roster that's not good enough to go for it at this time, mm-hmm. 
I mean, I, and look, I understand like, t- like this is again, this, this goes back to a broader conversation why we need an actual GM because now Ron Rivera, he's, I feel like he's stuck. He's looking for the immediate future and also the long-term future because he's playing the role of head coach and GM. We just saw Bill O'Brien. That doesn't work out very well for football well, teams. I thought Kyle Smith was promoted. He He's promoted. Is, he just doesn't have the title of GM. Sure. And, Ron still has the final say of everything. And, and this was just so frustrating is Ron didn't do this in Carolina. And then in the first year with no training camp, with no preseason, I mean – you know what? what's incredibly frustrating because when you say we talk about Dwayne Haskins, we talk about Ron Rivera, a quarterback and a head coach are always going to be tied. And that's the majority of why a lot of coaches are hired because of what they can do with the, um, for their quarterback. And look at the difference between Jared Goff with and without Sean McVay. Um, and and I, I guess just there's more to it than this than just four games because I know we saw him practicing – I know his attitude has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And I think that video of, of Dwayne and Thomas Davis is so emblematic of, you know, what's been a major red flag in, in my opinion. And that was just the lack of accountability yes. and, and indignancy. Um, my, one of my biggest problems with it, however, is, is okay. Look, if Dwayne is not our guy moving forward and you are 1000% sold on that, then don't go on a smear campaign. Like we have just reduced any kind of value that we can get for him. So now what are we doing? Like, cause clearly, I mean, I wouldn't want to play for a company that thinks nothing of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm not going to get any good value for it. The, the Cardinals got a second round pick for Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen, who is probably, whose career is probably in the doldrums. Yes. Got a second round pick. We're not getting that. We'd be lucky to get a, a ham sandwich for the, at this point. I'd take that sandwich. I would take yeah. that sandwich. Yeah, at this point, you can get take whatever you can get. and I, I mean, yeah. And I think, time you kind of alluded to this a little earlier in the conversation. Like, there has to be something bigger at play here than just he wasn't playing bad. He wasn't playing well. And, and the division is open. We need somebody with more experience in this system to carry this offense. Uh, sure. Because, also, if you hear Megan giggling in the background... <laughs> She's just podcasting. <laughs> okay. Um, you listen to the other Put Me In Coach podcast. Yeah, yeah. She's listening to Take Me Out Coach. Um, <laughs> so. Um, the, the Dwayne Haskins story. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, and Tom, I agree. Like, if, 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 because I, again, I, I think there's something a bigger play. Like, now we've heard stories where, so my, my thing is that I, and I have nothing to back this up. I believe that Dwayne, especially after the story of him bragging about his stat line after they got crushed by the Ravens, Dwayne basically Which lost. Piss me off. Oh, it pissed anybody off. But Dwayne lost the locker room. Like now his guys don't want to play for him either. Cause you know, they, he comes in the day after getting smacked and is all talking about me, 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 me. I think then Ron, by the way, a team captain, by the way. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we put a C on his chest. Um, and so I think Ron heard or saw, saw that. I mean, Davis has to be just Ron's eyes and ears in that locker room, right? That's the only reason he's here. Ron heard or heard or saw that, and he was like, "Well, I'm not losing this locker room. I'm gonna just go bench him." And uh, that that's the last straw. But then also, well, don't go out and saying that he has a shitty attitude because now no one's gonna want him. 
So, and then that kind of just draws back to my confusion of what are we doing here? Ron, and, and that's, you were the chosen one. And, and that's <laughs> you were supposed to bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. That, that is what's so Redskins, because exactly. as soon as someone falls out of, out of favor, their name is just smeared into Smeared. every time. Every time, like so. A, a, again, I, I know it's we're only five five games into a season, but it's the same shit. Yeah, again. yeah. So now, what? What? We're three weeks from the trade deadline now. Yeah. So now, instead of like, look, if you wanted to trade him, just dangle him out. I mean, you could have just it was like, hey, here's a first round talent quarterback. We no longer have use for him. Someone come get him. But now, yeah. instead of ha- now because you talked ill of him in front of the cameras. Now you kind of have to sell him. Oh, actually, yeah. he has a first-round quarterback talent arm, and he, you know, is actually a little more. You know, they're but like, he also well, has a shitty attitude, and he, yeah, but now you have to make good football decisions. Take all that attention away from that. It, but the only reason there's attention on it is because you brought it there. So it's just like, it's just like it, we're going to get nothing. It, I know Dwayne hasn't done himself any favors, uh, but is this fair? No, I don't think it's fair at all. Yeah, with what we know, it's not fair. Yes, but there has to be something in the background. There has to be. If there isn't, I'd be shocked. Mm-hmm. I, 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 so I just don't find it fair. You, you, you draft a 15th overall. you mm-hmm. got to give him room to run. He said he yeah. started 11 games. We saw what we needed to see. But he's only, you've only seen four under you. Yeah. That's it. And, yeah, I mean, it's, so – I, that kind of goes back to the questions, like, and, and that's what's I, so I, contradictory about this. Because, like, mm-hmm. Ron says we're going for it. That's why we're going with Kyle Allen. But this is the same coach that waved the white flag two weeks in a row, and a front office that didn't invest in places that we had major holes. It just none of this makes sense. And just what do you want? I'm Ryan Gosling in, in uh, <laughs> the Notebook. What do you want? Yeah, and I think, yeah, I just think this could have all turned out differently and in a better way. Like I would understand them being like, Oh shit. Like the division's wide open. Uh, the giants still suck. The Eagles are way worse than we thought they would be. And the Cowboys are struggling. We could probably sneak into this playoff if, and it's expanded playoffs. We could with this defense, we probably could sneak in. Now we just need <laughs> adequate quarterback play because adequate, adequate quarterback play. We would be two and three. Probably. And that would be that would be what first place in the NFC East right now, or tied for first. I mean, I I understand that part, but it's like if 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 this was the plan, why wasn't Kyle Allen the guy from day one? If you didn't think that Dwayne could do it after three games, why was he ever the starter? It was probably pretty telling that he that they traded for him to begin with. I think, and that's and that was gonna be my point eventually. I think Ron is now putting on the wall. Well, he's been telling us from day one. Yeah. He didn't think Dwayne was the guy. Yeah. He didn't. I, he traded He traded for his Band-Aid guy, yep. who we're yep. going to sit sit with until we draft our, our franchise quarterback. Yep. Who, whose career we're going to tarnish and ruin with it. Oh, all, all of the above. Wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Like, now, if this all turns and, out... You know, Kyle Allen didn't look bad. No. He didn't. That was a dumb thing to go forward head first, but... Yeah, it was he, also just a shitty hit. He seems more athletic than Dwayne. He obviously has a, a lot more mobile. 
a lot more mobile. He has a, obviously a much better understanding of the offense. He's actually making reads. He knows where to go with the ball and, and his reads during plays. Now, I, I also don't think that any quarterback will have success behind this offensive line. And mm-hmm. if we want to get into this game specifically, I just think the Rams are just the absolute worst matchup possible for us. You have a dominant offensive line, a solid secondary. We're never going to move the ball against with, with this offensive line. And then vice versa, they have a really good offensive line to slow down our really good defensive line. But sure. but but anyways, back to the Dwayne Ron show. It's you know, if this all turns out fine and then Ron is just proven to be the all knowing and all powerful and I will bow down and kiss his feet and and, and eat his shoe. I'll gladly yep. take it. It just doesn't it's just there's too much of that Redskins Ash sorry, Washington football team. Oh my god, the Bills are absolutely falling apart. Um Yeah. And I had the Titans defense in, and it was almost a pick six. Um, I mean, uh, fumble return. There's this this gray cloud hovering over the entire franchise at all times. It's like I, I don't know what we're doing here. Usually in but, rebuilds, like think about Ian. Think about the Orioles. They've been very clear of what they're doing every step of the way. They're going to tell you, hey, look, this is the plan for this each individual player for this season for next season. We have a we have a. A plan for this year. We have a plan for three years down the road. We have a plan for five years down the road. That's even how Mike Rizzo does it with the Nationals. But we thought we had that with Ron Rivera, and it seems like now we just don't know anything that's going on. I mean, that's what he wants. I fullheartedly agree. Fullheartedly. But maybe it's better that he just does this now and just trades him. It's kind of like the whole changing the name thing. Just just rip the Band-Aid off now. Yeah. Just fucking rip it off. Let's get over. Let's get over it. But then, just move on. but then I, I I hate to say this, guys, but and what's even more frustrating as a whole with this organization is I miss Kirk Cousins. Oh my god, I've I've missed <laughs> Kirk since the day he left. Right, like w- would you take him again? Never Kirkers? Would you like that instead? I'd like no. That. He's only got one win right now. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm sure it's his fault. Yeah, it was it was his fault that um, the Seahawks went 94 yards. Yeah. In a minute. Yeah. So. And also that sure. Mike Zimmer went for it on fourth and inches, handed the ball off when Kirk he should have just kicked the fucking field goal and win the game. Whatever. Because um, no, but, but but Tom Kirk also plays defense, so he should be out there stopping the presumptual MVP and Russell Wilson. QB wins though. QB wins though. But I digest. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, so the other thing is about so now. All right. So we now we've come to the conclusion that. We just, like Ian said, just rip the Band-Aid off, be done with him, get rid of Dwayne mm-hmm. Haskins. We'll ride Kyle Allen and, Jesus Christ, Alex Smith, which is a miracle in and of itself, uh, yep. for the rest of the season. But why go for it when you're probably going to be lined up for a, another top five draft pick anyway, and there's three yep. premier college quarterbacks coming out again next year? Yep. So, yep. I again, it's just another wrinkle in this that is just like – I'm just another wrinkle of confusion. Like, uh, what what are we doing here? It's it's Ashburn syndrome. You want to go seven and nine, lose in the first round, and miss out on one of those three premier quarterbacks coming out of college next year? Why? If you want I your thought, quarterback, didn't we admit to finally rebuilding? Wasn't that like? We're, we're yes. Ron has this? said the word rebuild multiple times. I just I don't understand. Like, I, guys, I am incredibly disappointed in him so far, and I know. 
I, I know it sounds horrible to speak poorly of him for what he's going on. And I admire him as a man and a father and, and all of that. So, so, so much. I think both can That's be, different. I think they can be separate. Yeah, you, you could separate that. I, yes. If you look at his work body of a bad decision, right. If you yeah. look at his body of work as the head coach of the football team, it's completely different from what he's doing off the field as a person. Yeah. I, I find that both can be in parallel. Both can be true. Dwayne Haskins did not do a good job. He also is, has an incredibly limited sample size and was given the keys to an impossible situation. Ron Rivera was also given the keys to an impossible situation with a good track record, but he has also made some just boneheaded, head-scratching decisions that I, I don't think anyone understands. Um, I And I, I've been disappointed in that. I've been disappointed in Jack Del Rio. I mean, uh-huh. I, I knew that we... I mean, our, our strength was our front seven, of course, or that front four, excuse me. But this is now, what, the third four, third or fourth straight game in which we've given up 30 points. Mm-hmm. We were so incredibly outcoached on Sunday that it was, it was labeled as unwatchable for me. I was like, this is so bad. I mean, Sean McVay and Kevin uh, – AOC. AOC, they, they knew – an answer for everything. I mean, it'd be nice if we had coaches like that, you know, yeah. in this building. Just, That'd be fantastic. Yeah, even a, even just as assistance for a couple of weeks. Couple yeah, of years. maybe a couple of years. Maybe, maybe to be like them. coaching waiting. But no. no those guys only come, so, come around once, maybe twice, maybe three or four times. <laughs> so, okay. Matt so LaFleur. What should happen Sorry. now? It sounds like Ian – saying cut the bait and just trade Dwayne. I agree. I mean, I, I don't know how you can come back from this for, with a first year head coach. Um, what else? I don't, I don't know who takes him though. I, I, I have an idea. I got a couple kind of like the Trent Williams scenario where it's just like, nobody wants him anymore. Just take whatever the fuck you can get. Mm-hmm. Would you say that I have an idea that let's trade him to the jets. Give us Darnold. And you completely go in the tank for Trevor Lawrence next year. But you, I mean, but but the Jets should be doing the same thing then if they're just giving up Sam Darnold. They are doing that. Uh, yeah, they are doing the same thing. You're right. So uh, why why give? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know what Sam Darnold does for us. I mean, if we're good, yeah. <laughs> so it was announced that Kyle Allen is going to remain the starter. Which again, Ron Rivera, I don't understand. And so you take Kyle Allen out. Kyle Allen got hurt. You put Alex Smith in. We'll get an Alex Smith in a second. Um, Kyle Allen was in clear to return back to the um, to the game starting in the third quarter. However, Ron didn't want to risk injury, so he kept the guy that just had 17 surgeries in the game, in a rainy game for that matter. With Aaron Donald coming across that line what are we doing sitting on him for three it times no fucking sense no fucking sense hmm. what i thought i thought kyle was just not able to come back in and then i, I did he too cleared at halftime and i was like wait what are we doing here mm-hmm. why is alex smith gonna trap i mean you here? guys remember twitter it was like everyone was like every like grant was saying it like every local redskins reporters like uh, Jar. Local Washington reporters just like take, please take him out, please take him out of the game, please. He doesn't need to be. His in. His wife is sitting in the stands, just terrified. I, yeah, 
But and then then the reasoning was, well, we didn't want to subject Kyle Allen to more hits. You want to subject Alex Smith to them instead? He's gonna die up there. Aaron Donald literally just sat on him three times, like just just casually walking up and just jumping on his back. Yep. Remember how excited we were after week one? That's the other thing don't, too. Don't remind me. How do we how do we get here? After week one, we're praising Dwayne Haskins for giving the halftime speech while Ron Rivera was getting treatment for his cancer at halftime and led a come-from-behind win over the Eagles, and now we're talking about who's going to take him in a trade before the deadline. How did we get here? In a month. <laughs> it took three or four weeks. It took, it took five weeks for the Washington football team to become the Redskins again. <laughs> I hate us. <laughs> like, that, uh, that just hurt my brain. <laughs> like, I think Tom said this in our, our name change podcast, but it's like, you can change the name all you want. The antics is, are still going to happen. Like, this bullshit's still going to happen. Yeah, and why do I feel like this is... I was going to say, why do I feel like this is still somehow Snyder's fault? Well, this was hand, his hand-picked draft pick, right? And why do I feel like he saw the division and told Ron, you have to go try and win this division? He's got to save this franchise. He has to do something because he's lost fans in droves, and rightfully so. And now the Dak Prescott injury just completely opens up the division, so we can't even say, well, at least the Cowboys won this week while we lost. No, they still lost their starting quarterback, and so now it's even more wide open. Jesus, Mary Joseph. So, you know, thinking about that, speaking of injuries, what what we did see was – we saw Alex Smith return and that's going to be one of those moments. Like I'll remember where I was. I was like, I can't believe that actually happened. I was um, so nervous and scared. I was too. I, I was like, Holy shit. He's going in. He's going in. He's going. In. Oh my God. And Mine was on a delay. Out. And all of a sudden you got to just go, Holy fuck. Oh fuck. And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> what's happening? And then I'll, I just see Kyle Allen just get destroyed. Yeah. Well, is that is it fucked up that as soon as I saw Kyle Allen get hurt, my first thought wasn't, oh, my God, is he okay? My first thought is, oh, my God, Alex Smith is going to play. Yeah, I think that was most people's were. Yeah. I mean, what an incredible story. I mean, if you watch that Project 11 documentary, which I which I have, I recommend watching it. Do not watch that while you're eating. Um, <laughs> no, well, dude, we were we went to visit my grandmother in Rehoboth on uh, yesterday on Monday. And she just had Sports Center on in the background on mute, and they played it. And so we just oh. look up, and his leg is just there, there. And we're all just like, oh my God, turn it off. <laughs> Get it. But yeah, it, it, it's incredible. 17 surgeries in less than two years. He, his leg could have been amputated. He was septic at one point. I mean, this is a, a comeback unlike anything we've seen before. Absolutely. Since Kim Kardashian. <laughs> a little bit on his, on his back, right? I mean, it's an absolutely incredible... Yeah, it's it's an, it was an historic moment. Like, that first pass, that completion to J.D. McKissick on the flat um, was an absolute historic moment. Like you said, I think everyone's going to... Every... I don't think... We all got chills, right? Yeah, not just Washington fans. I think football... Sports fans, you should, got, you should get chills thinking of that moment. 
But at the same time, I was just like, all right, he doesn't need to be in there anymore. Let's let's, let's ease him back in. He didn't have any preseason games. He wasn't even getting hit in practice. Like, how were we just subjecting him to being eaten alive by Aaron Donald? His first tackle was Aaron Donald literally jumping on his back. Yeah. Did you watch the video with Aaron Donald after? What, his legs fucking strong? Yeah. 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 Uh. You could hear that on the the live version when we when we watched it. Oh yeah, it, it's um. I mean, to a point that even President Obama tweeted him, like congratulating him and, and everything. Like you you've taken you've gotten the attention of a president. Uh, yeah, and, probably the world. He's um, minus three thirty to be the uh, comeback player of the year. I mean, he should be just from that alone. Just for that, like. He was, well, one, he, he he could have died. Two, he might have never walked again. And now three, he definitely wasn't supposed to play football again. Mm-hmm. And there he was in the second half with a slight, albeit slight, but somewhat of a chance to lead the team back to, to a win. Just the fact he was standing out there was, it was miracle enough. Yep. Um, I would have liked positive yards, but I don't blame that on Alex at all. No. Well, that's the other thing, too, is, like, again, why are we putting him out there behind this offensive line? <laughs> I was just so scared the entire time. I was so uncomfortably nervous for him. I was like, we're going to see too. another gross-ass in, uh, injury, and he is oh, – the headlines would have been so ba- – oh, God, I didn't want to think about it. <laughs> um. All right. Um. So something else I wanted to bring up regarding this team, just because I know we've been talking primarily about Haskins and, and Ron Rivera and the coaching staff. There's some guys that are on my shit list. Um, up until I thought, uh, what is North Turner's son? Scott Turner was so bad last week. Good luck. Good God. Um, and can we just acknowledge the fact that Landon Collins kind of sucks? Just another high-priced free agent, second someone in the secondary that continues to, um, I don't know, outdo themselves. Yep, that long touchdown to Robert Woods, uh, I think Ron said afterward, was completely Landon Collins' fault. He took a bad angle. Um, oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I've, I think Ian was with me too. I've been on the train where I, I need to see, like, is, I don't know. I, 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 Watching this defense, I have, I'm, I don't focus on him. I guess I should start focusing on him more to get a more detailed like breakdown of what he's doing. I always obviously focus on the D-line. I'm always, always watching Chase Young to see what he's doing. Absolutely. I, I'm wondering if, if is Landon Collins either being assigned too much or trying to do too much on his own because he is the big moneymaker out there and there is no real – Safety with him. Um, that I don't know the answer to. If if it's as simple as look, he's the only guy out there on the secondary, at least in the safeties, that can can do all of it, and he's just trying to do too much. I can understand that, and I can I can say thank you for trying, but just do your job instead. But if it's just he, if it's a Josh Norman situation, whereas he's doesn't even know the play call, he's doesn't know where he's supposed to be, he's just not doing what he's supposed to be doing, then that's a bigger issue. I I saw, I think it was the guy from 
the Richmond Times Dispatch, I can't remember the reporter, he's on seven often. Um, he said Landon Collins should just play linebacker. He should just skip the charade. Like he 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 just he can't play in space anymore. Or it's just he's getting paid a Is lot of money to be I, I think he's like PFF grades him as like one like one of the worst safeties in football currently. So that's good. Wow. So we got that going for us. Which is yeah. nice. Which is nice. I mean, good God have the wheels. <laughs> yeah. Um, but back to Scott Turner. I, Tom's favorite. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan. I mean. It, he ain't it. That doesn't look good. Is he? See, this is what I was. <laughs> I'm so. I have said this program. Now it's so foolish because he is, was a head coach in the Super Bowl. Is he trying to do too much? Kind of a la Sean McVay one, in one of his first years as play caller um, um, when he was here. Is he trying to do too much because he's interview, basically kind of interviewing for his job? If anything, I'm not sure if he's doing enough. Like, his some of his runs. Is he maybe overthinking it. I mean, I, I think it was Cooley that said like this was Jim Zorn's offense, oh, which is about as big of an insult as you can give. That's bad. It's medium. I mean, that's just his his play designs are are. And I know we don't have a lot to work with, so I. You know, I'd like to see the maybe the offense would change once Kyle Allen is in because there's obviously a level of comfortability between the two of them. Um. But I, we have bigger fish to fry than our offensive coordinator at this point. That's true. Uh, like I said, in that like also we're gonna if we want to trash the defense in this game, I I like they didn't play great. I understand that, but um, it's also it's the Rams, and I think that any team that has a really good offensive line like they do, and can run the ball like they do, and set up the play action like they do is just the worst recipe for us. I, I just think that any team that can man, not manhandle, but like control the line of scrimmage is going to do damage against us like they did. I, I think they're just a bad matchup. That being said, I think that they made some good adjustments at halftime and at least gave us a shot. Like if, if the, if Washington puts just one scoring drive together in the third quarter, it's a one run. It's one run. I'm sure it's a one score game going into the fourth. No more baseball. I'm watching the ALCS on right now, but so like they at least did their job in the in the sense that they came out with some adjustments and held Los Angeles to a couple of punts, trying to give the offense a chance, and the yeah. offense did did at least squat. They actually went backwards, so they did negative. Then minus six negative squat. How how is that possible? Also, our punter has more punt yards than all of our quarterbacks has passing yards combined. Never forget. <laughs> on the Zoom call, for those who can't watch because we're just doing a podcast now, Tom and Ian both put their faces into their hands at the exact same time as I said that. Our punter has more punt yards than our quarterbacks collectively have passing yards this season. Well, in our defense, we do have a all-pro uh, punter. Ooh, Tom. Which should be an all-pro. <laughs> Forgot to tell you. He wasn't actually an all-pro. He should be fucking all-pro. Yeah, well, we haven't had one since 1996. And it was our punter. You were probably in pull-ups still at that point. He definitely was. Where did I pull it? Reborn? <laughs> <laughs> God uh, damn. 
uh, our punter's our best player. Never forget. Okay. And has been for years. Every time he comes on the field, I do the Michael Scott to Stanley in the basketball secret weapon. <laughs> <laughs> and it works every time. He punched for like oh, he's man. even punting with like with no room in the end zone. He's yeah, got like five yeah. yards. And to the opposite, yeah. like thirty-five. Oh, I think we lost. Killing it. There he is. There he is. I, lo- I love Tris. At least we're good at something. Um, all right. You guys ready for the pick'em re- pick results? I think Porter said he's about to be on. No, he is? No, oh, perfect. Then we skipped everything that he doesn't care about. Correct. <laughs> when he gets on, we should just tell him that we just finished up talking about the boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, any more notes for our, for the before Porter gets on and we move over to pick them? Um, as far as the Washington football team, our best player at this point is Jonathan Allen. Um, you think he's been un, he's graded out as like the best the um, best run stopper? The run. He's he not trust way. No, <laughs> he uh, uh, John Allen best way of the one seed. John um, Allen doesn't have a missed tackle this season, which of course means he'll have five this week. Um, sorry, John. <laughs> Also, like guy, he, of, he hates to lose. I, he fucking hates it. He, yes, he does. There's I, no way he's um, going to resign. No. I, get out. Get out as soon as you can. You, you deserve better. Um, <laughs> that makes me so sad. <laughs> um, I like Antonio Gibson. I, I'd like to see Scott uh, Turner get more creative with him. So on that conversation, like I, I said this on Sunday, especially when it was still just a two-score, maybe even, yeah, two-score game. Gibson, Scary Terry, and I thought J.D. McKissick actually had a good game. So McKissick should have been he the did. only ones touching the ball at that point. And I don't think any mm-hmm. of them touched the ball from that point on. Like, Scott Turner has, you know what's, what's, has to figure out how to give them the ball in, that situ- in those situations. They're you know your best players. What's odd about that is, you know, that we we offered a hundred million dollar contract to Amari Cooper, and thankfully he didn't take it. He actually took less money to be in Dallas, um, but we didn't have a plan B. I guess not. That was it. <laughs> that was it. There was one hail mary. Dontrell Emmons are our 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 plan B. This team's so stupid. I, you know what? Which also just goes to show you that's a fucking rebuild year. Yeah. Well, you know what's crazy, actually? Before the Dwayne Haskins benching last week, I actually had a question in my back pocket to talk if we were going to podcast last week because that's when it was – I mean, we just lost to the Ravens, but I, the, obviously the whole talk was like, well, the division's still wide open. We could still make the playoffs. So my question was, if that's the case, then – should this team be looking to go get someone like Antonio Brown? Would you guys want to bring Antonio yeah. Brown to give Dwayne one more weapon if we're going to actually make a push for the playoffs? And if then, that's our, if that's our, right, yeah. And then, of course, he got benched the next day. <laughs> that I thought of that question because I was like, if we're going to go for it, we need to get another receiver at least, another tight end, another receiver, probably another running back. Yeah, yeah. if we were going to go for it, okay, look, if we're going for it, why? I mean, they shouldn't. I know this. 
and they won't. I understand this. But if we're going for it, quote unquote, why are we not trying to go sign Le'Veon Bell right now? Yep. Or AJ Green, who actually you could see in the on the sidelines on Sunday saying, just trade me. Did he actually say that? I didn't see that. Because if you Jones is in trade rumors, it's also oh god, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind. Also, if you're going for it, why did you cut Adrian Peterson? There's so many questions. I'm just so confused. I I just I we're so bad at at nice things. We're so bad at it. Just be like all we're asking is just be normal or just adequacy would be appreciated. It's our greatest fear. <laughs> we are not adequate. Player four has entered the game. No way. Oh, he's all blurry. Why is half your screen like that? What's wrong with your screen, Porter? Gregory Porter now entering the chat. You can follow him on Twitter at Porter4. At Warriors, Maine. <laughs> Greg. Big, big oh, hey. <laughs> what's, what's up with your camera? That's not just a mic. Don't know what's happening there. We can hear you, though, so it's okay. Yeah, hang on. Are we Are we live or no? We're not live. We're look, just recording. Good it, old it looks fashion scrambled. podcast. Gotcha. Sorry I'm late, everybody. It looks like you're trying to, like... Ha- <laughs> you're not sorry at all. I am sorry. I wanted to be here. Fuck you. Exactly 45 minutes. It looks Had like dinner, took a poop, you know, just, just taking his grand old time. <laughs> oh my God. Your camera what looks like day. you're trying to like hack the world's TVs and you're going to announce your world domination. Come on guys. <laughs> you know me. I'll be right back. I don't, I maybe, you know what? I did plug it in late. Hang on. Let me do this. Everyone's just Mike. hopping in and out of this. Oh god! No, fuck. We have, now we have two Ians. No, really? Because I exited out of that one. Oh, it should go away soon then. Yeah, I can't give you a good reason as to why that's not working properly. Sorry, guys. Also, say it's an audio platform. Anyways, you guys are fine. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look pretty for you guys, Ian. Look at my quaff. So good. It's actually like, so so strong. It's actually going away, Greg. It's kind of crazy. The quaff, I know. Oh, it's a little. No, 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 the, me. no not the quaff, the screen. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 it's fixing itself. I think what happened was is I plugged it in as I was joining the Zoom, which I I think he got mad about. It's uh, you know, it's just a USB connection to it. It's not really that sophisticated or great. So I think it needed to be plugged in ahead of time for it to load. Oh, hell like loaded zoo. while I like tried to enter it or something. See, now it's gone. Yeah. Well, Porter, uh, you hopped in. Just at the right time. We just skipped. Uh, we just finished. Um, Did I your, miss all the sports? You, no, you missed all the the boys talk. So your Damn. least favorite part, we know. Um, now yeah, we're we getting into sports. We just covered the boys. Now we're going to talk about sports. So, um, like the boys like to show the boys because yeah. I love that show. Yeah, the boys. Well, sh- shouldn't have been taking a poop. I guess. <laughs> Damn it. Um, no, we're about to get over uh, review last week's pick'em results and then move on to week six. All right. I feel like Ian the last three years. How so? Because I'm almost in last place. Oh, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) Slow burn. First of all, the first year when the Redskins had some wins, I was second place. (laughs) I was right there. 
And then yeah, once we um, started sucking, that's a little different. Much to um, the surprise of everyone, Ian totally picked the uh, the Rams to win. Um, nope. No. <laughs> Let's go, Kyle Allen. And because of that, Ian, you finish in last place this week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> oh, God, that's just sweet, sweet irony right there. First place in this week in a landslide. Good Lord. Emily Umisella, 11. Get the fuck out of here. Damn. In it by a landslide, 11. What do we have? Six? <laughs> then there is a tie for second place. Porter, Umo, Healy, all with nine. Damn. Following. All right, all right. All right. The tie for third place. Tom, Bobby, Daniela, Cookie, all with eight. All right. All right. Keeping pace. Ian finished with seven. Okay. See, okay. I like I like doing this where like I know what I picked. I always send it to Tom in like photos and I highlight like who I want to win on uh, just like take a screenshot of uh, ESPN uh, matchups. And I, I I know what they are. I don't check them for the sake of like I wanna like just have this like dramatic what is it? Yeah. Who did it? Yeah, yeah, Megan is Megan is the complete opposite. Um, Megan's like, facto. who'd you pick in this game? <laughs> it's like here are the here are the cumulative like standings as of now. Cumulative standings: there is a one, two, three, four-way tie for first place. Interesting. Adios, mio. Not Gregory. Tom, Bobby, Ian. Daniela, all with 52. <laughs> Daniela's totally going to win. She's going to win. She's going to fucking win. <laughs> God damn it. You have she no idea. Would. This is such a perfect microcosm of our lives. Like, uh, 100%. Megan won last year. It's going to be it's going to be worked into every conversation yeah. after the season's over. Oh, my God. I forgot that Healy won last year. You're like, hey, Greg, nice to see you. Remember when I won Pick'em? <laughs> You know, you know Emily's gonna. No, and I support which, it. Which she one hundred percent should. She definitely should. You know, Emily's gonna somehow like work her way into like finishing third this year and then win next year. <laughs> We're gonna have to sh- shut down the whole podcast. Why do we do a podcast? What do we know? Um, there is a tie for second place. Umo, Healy with fifty. All right. Right behind that, Porter. 49. Behind that, and you is Cookie, 45. And Emily's number is kind of moved because she just started. But she has 22 correct answers at this point. Great number. Great, solid number. That's not bad for, what, two and a half full weeks? Yeah, so not bad at all, man. (laughs) Because she only picked the afternoon games that one week. Yeah, she only picked five yeah. games that first week she did it, so she's only done like two yeah. and a half weeks. Essentially, two weeks. Right. So she's at twenty. She only got one. She only got one right that day. Yeah. So it's not terrible. What's in, What's been incredible about this, and aside from Emily, which is unbelievable, was is that are we live right at, now? No. <laughs> so Uma just said that. Okay. Yeah. Um, is all of us are within, with the exception of Cookie, are are within a five win difference so, so like 52 is in first place and Porter yeah. 
is it, it has 49. I mean, one week that could change yeah. everything. Theoretically, it could Immediately. Totally yeah. Yeah. I'm coming for you. Bring it on. Bring it on. All right. So, you got um, three rounds. I got you for three minutes. Three, three minutes, minutes of playtime. Thank you. Thank you. So the didn't say it right, but you know what I was saying. Mm-hmm. The the biggest news of the week, in my opinion, of this past week was Dak Prescott's injury. Uh, I was watching. Thanks. I was watching Red Zone. As a, so I, at first, it looked so subtle that I was like, "Oh, did his shoe fall off?" I was like, "Oh, that's not his shoe. That's no, nope, that's, that's still attached. That that's a bone." And like I, I remember like I yelled, <laughs> and like Bear ran upstairs because it scared him so bad. Um, what an awful, awful injury. What an awful year for Dak. I mean, he has gone through the ringer um, personally, and then this happens. Uh, he's in a he's in a contract year, essentially, because he's um, franchise tagged, I believe. So and he's he just rejected lose. a massive, massive contract. He's going to lose uh, so much money. That's he's better good. himself. That's not good. Um, and, and, you know, we, we can Always separate. Always go for the money. I like what he did. You know, Go ahead, we, um, we hate the Cowboys as much as the next Washington fan, but never in any scenario do we wish injury upon someone. And, and for someone that seems like a good dude for mm-hmm. that matter. And like, that's just awful. It's a bummer. And awesome. I mean, I mean, what a year for injuries. I mean, we lost Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott now, I mean, it's just one week after the other, it just feels like another significant injury um, that is just really, really hard to see. Did anyone else think it was eerie that on the day Alex Smith came back from that injury, Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott suffers a very similar injury? I don't think – I mean, I hope not because I echo everything that Tom just said about – um, how much he's a good person, and we don't wish injuries yeah. upon somebody. But I mean, it's essentially this: it's a compound fracture, meaning the bone mm-hmm. punctured the skin. Mm-hmm. He, he went through multiple surgeries, from what I understand. I hope it's not as long as it took Alex, but I feel like an ankle would be easier to recover than a fully broken leg. I'm no doctor, but that's what I would assume. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he's not out as long as Alex is, and hopefully, he has a much better projection of returning. Than Alex did because we all didn't like we said earlier didn't think he was even going to walk again. You know what, Matt? How about let's sign him and just completely fleece the Cowboys? Oh, <laughs> yes. The Dak revenge like 18 tour. million a year. <laughs> well, I don't know. But, I mean, it's obviously this happened what two days ago. It's obviously too early to tell when he'll return. He's of course out for this mm-hmm. season. But the Dak Prescott revenge tour 2022 in DC. Bring it to me. He you know was what? Killing it. Yeah, and what's what's even crazier are the NFC East is so bad, the Cowboys are still going to win. I mean, I know Andy Dalton is probably the the best backup quarterback in the league, but anytime you lose your franchise player to an injury like that, you think you're screwed. And um, one, our division is so bad that Dallas still is going to be at the the front runner should get that. And then, I mean, they planned for this because they paid Andy Dalton, you know, more than the average backup. People are already saying, and I don't know if this is true or just people looking for clickbait, but Andy Dalton starting might be better for the Cowboys That's than Dak. No be- fucking way in hell. Because they're built more to just run the ball and not have to worry about playing to Dak's strength of, and, and the RPO. 
That's so dumb. And then just set like, up the deep passes to their weapons. I I, I agree. I, I think they Tech, put up points. It was they also just allowed the most points in the league. Yeah, their defense like, is terrible. That's, that's not that's not Dak's fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. No. No. I no. It I agree. I just people eat the clock. Yeah. I don't know. It would be interesting to see. I, I agree. I, I you know Andy Dalton obviously more than capable. Um. Mm-hmm. Backup. Um. Dallas has so many weapons offensively. It's just a matter of can their defense keep anyone off the board. Yeah. And their defense blows, but good God, is their receiving core legit. Maybe the best in football. Ugh, I did not. Except for probably the best in football. Don't think it is. Yeah, that sucks. It sucks for Dak. Um, You know, and then, like, imagine if this happened a week ago, then that gave Ron even more incentive to go for it. Um, and you know what? And before before uh, Dak's injury, because it, that was a close game, of course it ended up being a field goal difference. But I was thinking to myself, the worst thing that could happen to the Washington football team is the Giants winning this game, because then everyone in the division's on an even playing field, and then that's <laughs> even more reason to say go for it. It's wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're they're going to beat us next week. I mean, I, when was the last time we won in New York? I guess two. Couple years ago, no, no, we got this, boys. Come on, <laughs> Porter. Right. First of all, you're high off your ass. You think I'm picking against us? Well, it's obviously hail. Um, sorry, I got, so, I got, a, I got a piss test in a week. I am not high. Nobody cares, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, see that. Shut up. Um, I did want to go over some coaches that have been fired. Uh, last week, Bill O'Brien, um, after he was head coach and general manager, traded away DeAndre Hopkins, acquired David Johnson, did all kinds of really stupid shit. He was fired within four games. Larry uh, Tunsil. What an idiot. Yep. And Where's then, he going? Uh, fucking college? I assume that's where he'll go back. I don't think he'll get another head coaching gig in the NFL. Why, why deal with the bullshit? Like... He, he gets the, he gets a great college job. He makes just as much money. He has way more control. He doesn't have to do half the fucking bullshit that he deals with in the NFL. Oh, well, the, I think he has more to deal with the NCAA because he has to recruit illegally too. Yeah, mm, forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, is that what Uma said he hated about college? Mm-hmm. That's why you yeah. hire people. Yeah, just you know, you, you just got to bribe the parents and stuff. Um, <laughs> so Bill O'Brien was fired. And then after Sunday's loss, um, the Falcons fired both their head coach, Dan Quinn, and their general manager, Thomas Dimitrov. So they have uh, are officially in uh, – they're going to clean house most Damn. likely. Damn. Um, it, it sucks for Atlanta because, I mean – They put up so really much points. They just don't they win. Never, it's ridiculous. They never recovered from that Super Bowl. Yeah. And Dan Quinn was brought in to be a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. <laughs> I feel like that's always how it works. Like a defensive-minded coach has a good offense, and then vice versa. Yeah. Bill Belichick was a defensive coordinator. Um, you stole it. And so you know, stole you it. got two two coaches already fired. I have to imagine Adam Gase's firing is inevitable. How he outlived uh, both of those guys is beyond me. I don't know. It would be odds on favorite to be fired first, right? I guess we just filled 45 minutes on the Washington football team, and I guess the takeaway is at least we're not the Jets. (laughs) We're the Jets of the NFC. 
but they went to two championship games with Mark Sanchez, so we lose. And you can't even say it the Browns either. We're just the Washington football team of the, <laughs> the entire league. And then Mark Sanchez came to us and got destroyed on Monday Night Football. Oh, was God. good. Hey, at least we went off the field. Winning off the field. All right. So, you guys ready for pick them? Let's fucking do it. Am I? We're ready. Who's going first? Uh, Emily. Who? Emily. Let's go with who out of the four of us scored the highest? Porter did. This week? This past week? I did. Yeah. All right. Accept- All right. Ex- challenge accepted. So, Porter, the first game. I do not see Wait. a line for this yet. We didn't figure out the order afterwards, though, right? Yeah, um, I'll go after Bob. I'll go after Porter. Bobby goes after me. Ian, you caboose it. Perfecto. Like a circle. All right. It's like, uh, a, it's like, it's like a It's like a circle. Now, I don't see a line on this yet. So racist. I don't see one either. Beyond. Probably because the Titans game just ended. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's see if it's up there now. Nope, still no line. But anyways, the Texans traveled to, to the undefeated Tennessee Titans. Uh, Porter, who wins that game? Titans. Okay. They're going. They're going to Tennessee, right? Yes. Um, yeah. I'm going to go Titans as well, especially after what we just witnessed tonight. Um, that was a shellacking of what I thought was one of the better teams in football in the Buffalo Bills, um, and the Titans just destroyed them in every facet. Bobby, who wins this game? The microcos- Buffalo was cocky. The microcos of that game was Derrick Henry shoving Josh Norman to the ground with one hand. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I'm taking Titans, too. I think the Titans are for real, and the Ravens and Chiefs better watch out because the way they play defense and they can run the ball, they're 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 no joke. And the AFC South is a joke, but they are not. They're, they're strong at home. I thought they would be closer this week because they were off for so long. I thought that we'd see some rust, but they looked ready to go. Yep. It'd be interesting with a, with a one day break, how they, how they go into Thursday night's game. It's kind of like, on, but no. There's actually not going to be a Thursday night game. There'll be a back to back double, double header Monday night football, which I actually prefer. Yes. But. Very much so. All right. Ian, who wins Houston and Tennessee? Yeah. Tennessee. All right. Back to you, sir. Now we're going, um, let's see. The Bengals traveled to Indianapolis. The Colts are favored by seven and a half. <laughs> Colts. Although Burrow has met every standard. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. I think he's surpassed him. Yeah. Very much so. It's ridiculous. I agree. Bobby, what you got? Uh, I retweet Ian. I think Burrow has been fantastic. He's just on a bad team. Colts, Colts at home, they'll bounce back. Their defense will confuse them. I, I can't figure out. I'm going to go the Colts as well. I can't figure them out because I they're a good team, but are they like playoff level good? I know Philip Rivers appears to be an upgrade over Jacoby Brissett from last season, but their defense is really good um, for the most part. Well, well, with the way the Texans are playing, I mean, go for it. <laughs> yeah. 
I could see Houston winning this game. I really could. They could. They absolutely could. All right, Porter. Colts. Uh, Colts. Yeah. Colts. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry. They're... I said Houston. That was the Titans. I confused those two games. Um, my bad. That's all right. That's Next. all right. How dare you? Porter, the Falcons and um, former Redskins coach, Foot Washington coach Raheem Morris is now the head coach in Atlanta as they travel to Minnesota to play Kirk. The Vikings are favored by three and a half. The let's see, let's look up the records. Where is it? I have a feeling that one's going to be Vikings got one. One and four Vikings, 0 and five Falcons. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be a close game. Mm-hmm. I'll take a flyer. I'm going Falcons. Oh, shit. Okay. And it's me. I have to imagine, like, the Vikings are not this bad. The defense fucking sucks, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, they should not be. They're they're nowhere close to what they were last year at all. I don't know Uh, if that's injury or what, but. They should have gotten better because they got the Terp. Pass rusher. I can't pronounce his name. Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe. All right, um, I'm going Vikings. They're just they're you know, on the move. You going to work? Yep, I just saw what time it is. Holy shit! All right, um, Bobby. Uh, uh, Vikings. Falcons will not do what the Texans just did for Romeo Cornell. I'm done rooting, uh, picking the Falcons. Good God! Uh, I'm benching Matt Ryan. Uh, Kirky. Okay. All right. So you need me to pick you up. Yes, please. Uh, I'm on my way. <laughs> all right. So the Ravens travel to Philadelphia. The Ravens are favored by seven and a half. Ravens are four and one. Eagles one, three and one. Oh, shit. Is it me? Yep. Yep. Was it Ravens? Ravens. Eagles. Oh, fucking Ravens. Send it. Okay, Bobby. <laughs> you know what bird I'm picking this time. Ravens. Yeah. Ravens for me as well. Me too. Okay. It was a really Almost. good game here now. Um, Cleveland Browns travel to Pittsburgh. Browns 4-1, and one, Steelers 4-0. and oh. The Steelers are favored by three and a half. Steelers, baby. Roethlisberger. Okay. All right. Um that, that, that rapist, that rapist arm is fucking playing. Jesus, it. am I lying? Am I lying? Did I lie? did I say something untrue? Uh, he he found Jesus. Oh, that that absolves everything. Um, I'm gonna go Steelers as well. I, I mean, I've been really, really impressed with the Browns so far, but this is one of the better Steelers teams that we've seen in quite some time. Yeah. Um, I'm going Pittsburgh as well. Roethlisberger came back from that injury the $6 million man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Steelers. All right, Bob. Steelers. Steelers. Well, we all agree. That's a re- like, I'm excited for that game. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that going to be a good, good game. game. That might be the game of the week. Here's another surprising records. We The 4-1 and one Chicago Bears travel to the 3-2 and two Carolina Panthers. Panthers are favored by two and a half. <laughs> What was it? 
Panthers, Bears. Uh, Carolina. It's in Carolina. Yeah, let's go. No, I'm going Bears. Nick Foles, let's go. Okay. Bobby? All right. I'm out. Love you guys. I will. Love it. There goes Ian. Give him a foster at. I mean, whoa. Give him a follow at Ian underscore foster 21. He jumps off the call. Um, man, uh, Teddy. Now, now I felt like we were rushing because I didn't. I wanted to give uh, Ian some time to make some picks before he had to leave. But now that we have time to kind of discuss these games, Teddy Bridgewater hasn't been bad at all. No, he's been really good. Um, I'm surprised how well this offense is clicking without McCaffrey. Um, these receivers are playing really well for Bridgewater. I really want to pick the Panthers, but I think that Bears defense holds on and Nick Foles has another trick up his sleeve. I'm going to go Bears. Retweet. Yeah, I'll go Bears too. Okay. I really wanted to go Panthers though. Wow. we have. I think they're definitely – it's going to be a good game. It's going to be close. Yeah. Guys, we have all had have the same answers except Porter's on an island for the uh, Vikings-Falcons game. Hell yes. Uh, Okay, so now, Porter, the Detroit Lions travel to Jacksonville to play the Jaguars. Both teams, Lions are one and three, Jaguars are one and four. The Lions are favored by three and a half. I don't believe that. How is that, how is that fucking possible? Um, you don't happen to have last week's score up, do you, with the Lions? They didn't play last week. They were one of the – Yeah, they were a bye. Oh, right, 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 right. They had a buy. Where is it at? Sorry, it's in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I'm going. I'm going uh, Jaguars. I'm going Jacksonville as well, and I think Matt Patricia might get fired after this. Damn. Um, coming off a buy too. Lions are fucking garbage. They are. They're like real bad. They're making like really bad calls and just bad plays and ah. just. I don't know. I trust, Who's their I one win? The mustache. Who do they beat? Who's their one win? The Lions beat the Cardinals. Oh, you're right. How'd they do that? Weird. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Jets. They just underestimated them, probably. Yeah. They just fell into some quicksand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look what the Dolphins did to the 49ers. Jets. <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> Jags have lost four in a row. Yeah, dude, I lost my fucking survival pool because of that fucking game. Um. Uh. Yeah, I'm gonna go Jags. Wow. Okay. Did not expect that. All right. Next game. The that calls right. Three and a half to the fucking Lions. Like I don't. I don't get the. I think. I think it's the 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 statute or the preconceived notions of just how bad the Jags have been. I mean, they're they're not a terrible team. They just can't fucking finish. But I think against the Lions, they definitely can. Minshew hasn't been that bad. Exactly. They're, he's putting up crazy-ass numbers, at least in fantasy-wise. And that running back, uh, what Robinson? Is that his name? Yeah, Jim Robinson, I think it is. Anyways, I digest. All right. You, so. What you, would you digest? What would you eat? Um, actually, I didn't have dinner tonight. Would you, what? We had, a, we had a late lunch before we left for the beach. Well, if you lived in Baltimore, you could have had some uh, buffalo chicken tacos tonight that were... Phenomenal. They look good. All right. They're delicious. 
Bobby, the winless Jets travel to Miami. Miami coming off a really, really impressive, dominating win against the San Francisco 49ers. The Dolphins are favored by eight and a half points. I'm so, so mad at Miami, but I'm going to pick them. All right. I am going to as well. Run it. Yep. All right. Now, let's see. The Packers travel to Tampa. <laughs> Can't wait for this game. Packers are 4-0. Is this a 1 or 4 o'clock game? 425. Game. The 4-0 Packers play the 3-2 and Buccaneers. The Packers are favored by a point now. I do not know what to do with this game. It's me, right? Yep. Packers. GB. They they got they got a great defense, but I think Jones is gonna fucking run over everybody. And I think um the Packers are gonna figure I think Brady's already I think the trouble he's having right now is pretty much everybody's figuring out his lack of not the, I guess, schedule plays or, or, or established plays with the Tampa Bay, but just like his short, short passes and shit that he does. Like how many, how many long ones has he done? It's not many, right? No, he's been intercepted many. more this year than it was the last like fucking three. Yeah. Two mm-hmm. at um, Pittsburgh or, uh, 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 and the Packers. So yeah, I'm going, I'm going, uh, going uh, Packers. Packers. All right. Well, I'm going – speaking of Tom Brady, I, I can't imagine him losing two games in a row at home. Uh, the Packers have looked fantastic. Did I expect him to be this good? No. So I, I want to expect a little bit of a correction. Tom Brady's going to play a little bit better. The Packers are going to come down to earth a little bit. Therefore, I'm going Tampa. Tampa has a solid defense. They do. They have a really solid defense. As long as like the offense is actually doing what they're supposed to and they get enough break, their defense has been doing really good. Well, Tampa's got to get healthy. No, Chris Godwin has been a, a, yeah. a major, major problem for them. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite rationale of Thomas. I'm going to say the Battle of the Bays. I'm going to say Packers coming off a bye. Aaron does enough. Packers defense has enough, and Tom Brady still looks average. Um, and, His age is showing. And yeah, and the Packers, average at best, and the Packers uh, take this one. Okay. Pack. All right. So, Bobby, the Rams travel to San Francisco. The Rams are favored by three and a half. Um, the 49ers have been confusing. You know, last year's NFC champions, um, they were a heavy Super Bowl favorite going into this season, and they are two and three. I, I know they have been decimated by injuries, but still, I I expected. Um, I think we all expected something a little bit better than this, especially coming off such an embarrassing loss against uh, you know a team that is not in contention like the Dolphins. Uh, the Rams, on the other hand, look like the team they looked like two years ago when they yep. went to the Super Bowl. So I feel like they've kind of flip-flopped. Yep. Um, I'm furious at the 49ers for losing and knocking me out of my survivor pool. I, it's hard, like 
it's hard to pick them to lose back to back weeks. They are so injured, and back to back weeks at home too. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I, I think this Rams for their this offensive line they've made them legit. This offense is back to clicking. Yep. Goff looks so comfortable. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Rams, and they grab a stronghold cool. in this division with the with the Seahawks. Well, you know what's 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 crazy about this, Bob, is if the this is a must win game for the 49ers because if they lose this, they're two and four, and then they have Seattle looking incredible, and then obviously the Rams looking like the Super Bowl contender they were. Yeah, um, they you don't want to play a team that is desperate because they're going to throw everything but the kitchen sink at you. So. I, I don't know what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo. If he was just pulled for injury concerns or is Kyle Shanahan pulling around Rivera? I don't know. Um, I, I, I heard they pulled him because he was still hurting. Like Kyle said, he doesn't, he didn't look right. The, the ankle's still bothering him. See, but the thing is we're not going to know because good teams keep that shit internal. That's true. Um, God, I like. I want to take the Niners just because of the the scenarios I just brought up, but I just feel like the Rams are too good right now. Yeah, and the Niners are too injured. Um, I'm going Rams as well. Yeah, me too. All right, um, got a good game here. The Arizona Cardinals travel to Dallas on Monday Night Football. Um, Cardinals are three and two. Cowboys are two and three. Uh, the Cardinals are favored by two and a half. Cardinals. I think they're gonna they're gonna put up a good game. I think uh, Elliott's gonna have uh, a great game, but yeah, I, I, I think they're gonna. Who's who's the, who's Dallas's backup quarterback again? Was his name Andy for? Dalton, longtime starter with the Bengals. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I mean, he can he can throw it, and he can like Andy has proven himself. To fucking like he's he had like last year like some games that were just like holy shit how the fuck did Andy Dalton just pull thirty two points in fantasy like flinging the fucking ball but I think coming off the injury short turnaround like maybe it takes him like a week or two he might be able to get into a rhythm like throwing mm-hmm. the ball but they're gonna be run heavy Arizona's gonna know that and yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go Arizona. Yeah, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, all those guys are going to have a field day against this Dallas defense. You know, I, I, a part of me wants to say that Dallas is going to be riding on that emotional coattail of, of rallying around an injured Dak and knowing that, you know, they are, they should probably be in first place in this horrible division. I, you know, the Cardinals are confusing. At one point, they look really, really good, and then they play throw up duds like they did against Detroit. So, ugh. I think they I overestimated know. that and came in like, oh, we got this. We're playing great. Mm-hmm. And then they just they, – they ran into it of just, like, not being able to get it together. I think, I think that punch in the nose kind of brought them back to reality of just, like, we actually got to work every game. Mm-hmm. We got to – you know, if we want to be good – play the way that we're supposed to in the beginning of the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going with the Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray and, and, and offense has just got too much firepower to, to lose, and it's it's going to take the over and whatever that is. I'm seeing 45 and a half. Over. No, 54 and a half. My bad. I'm dyslexic. Over. 54 and a half. Taking- yeah, I, I want to. 
Part of me wants to pick the Cowboys because of Tom, like you said, that emotional high of wanting to win it for Dak. But then I look at the Cardinals offense and that Cowboys defense, and I don't, I don't know how they're going to stop. I, I just, I, I see Kyle, Kyler Murray just having a field day against this defense. I, I just Cowboys got no loyalty. They don't care. They're soulless. I think they, the car. I think the Cardinals had two. Tough back-to-back losses. Had a good bounce-back week last week against the Jets. On Monday Night Football, the weapons they have against that defense, I I think Dallas is going to put forth a good effort. I just think right now the Cardinals are just better. I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Arizona. Okay. All right. Um, Monday night, second Monday night game, the Chiefs travel to Buffalo. I don't believe there is a spread yet. I don't see one either. For the same reason. Um, both teams are 4-1. and one. Bobby? This is tough. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs. Coming off their first loss, I, I know these two teams are two. They're both coming off losses. Their first loss. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the Chiefs. Yeah, I think the Chiefs. Yeah, I, think the Chiefs. I think they're just like, hey, get it together, guys. We we won't win this. Toe to toe, I just think the Chiefs are just better. Yeah, agree. Agreed. I'm gonna go KC as well for those same reasons. Um, and it just sucks because, I mean, I feel like all of us like it's hard not to root for a small market team like the Bills, a team that was out of the was in the playoffs for over 20 years, lost four straight Super Bowls, and. Looks like they have some of the best fans in the in the um, in the entire league, and you know Monday night in Buffalo, just you don't get to see that too often, and it sucks yeah. that you know the fan base and you know that town don't get to you know enjoy it. But it's a five o'clock start too. They would party their asses off. Yeah, um, that sucks, um, but I'm going Chiefs as well. All right, and last but least. Hold on. I don't think we made a Broncos Patriots pick. You're right. You're right. Because that's That's the game that got pushed back. Yeah. Because yep. of the COVIDs. Um also the Rays just took the lead over the Astros, so Yeah, I'm watching. All sadness to Houston. Thank you very much. Please. Except for Block Dusty. Block him. All right. Fuck, Fuck him too. Porter. The Denver Broncos travel to New England. Um, we do not know the status of Cam Newton yet. Um, he's asymptomatic, but I, I, again, I don't know. The Broncos are one and three. The Patriots are two and two. You know, it's a big difference if Brian Hoyer is a starting quarterback. But hey, if our president can hold rallies in Florida after be testing positive, why can't Cam play quarterback? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fucking assholes. Not Cam, just ah, damn you know what I'm talking about. Everything's terrible. I hate it. Um, it's in New England? Yes. Yeah. Who's, uh, who's the backup quarterback? Brian Hoyer. Mm. And then Brett mm. Rippin start. It's, it's a backup quarterback for Denver as well. But the backup for Denver, what is he, a rookie? 
second-year player. The nephew of former Redskins Super Bowl MVP, Mark Rippon. The Pats just lost, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, I'm going Pats. Belichick's going to be in that after that locker room is just being like, yeah. I, I, fuck, that's really hard for me. I might change that later, Tom. Okay. You have until the the start of the game. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to England. I I think they got too good of a defense. Um, And they'll just find a way to run the ball. I know they got like a plethora, they got like five or six running backs on that roster. Yeah. And they they ain't bad either. They're pretty good. Yeah. They just, you know, it's hit or miss. You can't play any of them in fantasy, but when they're on the field, they're great. I'm going to England. Bobby, what about you? Uh, New England, too. They're just. They're a better roster. It doesn't matter who plays quarterback for Belichick. He's going to beat you. Yep. All right. So, last game. The 1-4 Washington football team traveled to New York to play the winless Giants, um, coming off a really impressive effort against Dallas. Daniel Jones looked a lot better this week than he has um, in previous games this season. Uh, The Giants, the winless Giants – are favorited by three. Welcome. Skins. Okay. Hail. Going 20. It'll be close. I'm going 21 17. Ooh. But we're winning. Okay. We're winning that fucking game. Gregory. Winning that game. It's happening. Mark it. Is it bad that I don't want them to win so we just smother this little glimmer of hope that we have? Yep. I, I think you guys the, have a glimmer the, of hope every no, 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 the last three years have been like, Gregory, oh, this has been terrible. Gregory. And then we find something to be happy about. And then something terrible happens. And then we find something to be happy Gregory, about. you missed and the first like, 45 oh minutes God. of the podcast. We talked about how they're trying to go for it when they should not be going for it. Let 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 this Go week be a reminder that Blitz we should not be every debt every play. It'll gain another yard. Hmm. Shit. Okay. Um, I think the wheels have fallen off this team. The Giants looked a lot better. Uh, I'm going to go Giants win 27 to 23. But we don't give up 30 points for the fifth straight game. So there we go. Winning off the field. <laughs> Ooh, damn it. Do it, Bobby. Do I it. want. So, do it, Bobby. Our next three games are against NFC East opponents. Two Giants, of them, Cowboys, Giants. Two of them are the Giants. I think we'll win one of these games against the Giants. Mm-hmm. My gut tells me that it is going to be the one at home. So, wait. I think there's a buy in between there somewhere. So, wait three weeks before picking them. I want to pick. I don't know why. I think after last week, you get Kyle Allen back in there. They figure some things out. No, I'm going to pick the Giants. I, 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 we just never play well at the Meadowlands. And going to New York is just always a trap for us. And it's either a game that we should win and, and we blow it at the end or... We just get flat out blown out. So I'm, I got to pick. I got to go with history and pick the Giants. 
But I will be yeah. circling back and picking the Washington football team in three weeks or whatever it is. Look, I I have to imagine we're going to win more one more than one game this season, but we have given zero zero signs of any kind of progress the past month. The Giants, on the other hand, have looked a little bit better. They've been a lot closer than we have. Um, we we aren't even competitive. Yeah. And my we're going to lose every game until that changes. Yeah. Until something changes. So. Um, for that, I'm I'm going Giants. Uh, my score is, I guess, oh, damn. I mean, I, I don't. Both of these schedules are hard. You, you talk about the Giants just looking better, even though they're zero and five. They play. They they should. They maybe should have beaten the Cowboys. They lost to the Rams, but only by uh, eight, um, and held them to seventeen points. They got crushed by the Niners. Excuse me. They uh, held on. Only lost by four to the Bears. That's when they lost Saquon. And only lost to the Steelers by 10 on Monday Night Football to open the season. Those are, you know, those are four out of those five are presumptuous playoff teams that they, that they except for the 49ers game, basically hung in there. And then you look at our schedule. We beat the Eagles, sure. Eagles aren't who we thought they were. And... Every other game since then has been pretty much a blowout. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of agree with Tom's assessment. I, I just think that for the records don't show it, but it looks like they're improving or just on a different track than we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna go Giants. I do think we keep it close though. I think it's gonna be a close game. I think we'll have a chance to win at the end. It just won't happen. Uh I'm gonna go Giants. Porter, what did you say? You said they you said they win. Hold on, never mind. Uh, yeah, I said they win. I'm gonna go Giants. 20, okay, I'm gonna go Giants twenty three twenty. Okay. All right. So um, that's it for Pick'em, Bobby. I'm gonna skip the NBA bubble because Ian's not here, and we'll talk about that next week. That's fair. And um, but Rotten Gregory's Porter, it's your time to shine. I really hope we're going to talk about the boys, but this is your. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to talk about the boys. Um, crazy, crazy fucking ending. And I, I loved it. Yeah. I feel like it's perfect for a second season show. Uh, as always, spoiler alert. If you have any massive spoiler, massive alert. spoiler alert, turn fucking it off. If you haven't seen it off also like, whatever it's it's been long enough i guess in the middle middle of this week correct before i do that though uh one of my favorite comedians ever um who i feel like between him and tom segura i'm a, a midway between bill burr was on saturday night live last uh, so saturday. funny fucking hilarious and i love the fact that they didn't shy away that it was bill burr's comedy and it was how he he approaches things and he's so unbelievably politically incorrect, but he does it in such a way that at the end of the joke, it gets you to be like, okay, like that, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, yeah. His, his, his standup is phenomenal. All of it's on Netflix. Fucking watch it. I love Bill Burr to death. Um, I've always wanted to see him in, in, um, in person. Uh, but yeah, definitely watch it. Amazing. Uh, especially the internet fucking blew up and all the angry white women at his, his uh, monologue <laughs> his was opening ridiculous. Monologue, yeah. And 
He makes fun of white women, and white women just got so mad, and he just proved his point. So mad. He's like, you immediately proved his point. Like, it's just stop. Like, whatever. Enjoy it for the fact of the joke of what it is. Um, Amazing. Um, And the one thing I'll I'll touch on, until he's had, I I think, six specials. Mm -hmm. Six one-hour specials in his total career. He's been doing stand-up for close to 20, 25-plus, almost 30 years. Only until his last special that he had over in, in Europe, uh, Tiger Paper or Tiger something, uh, for the life of me, I can't remember it. Um, but he, he's never acknowledged the fact that he's, his wife is, is African-American. Uh, he doesn't play to that. He doesn't, he doesn't talk about the fact that he's white and she's black. Um, and it's, I think, poignant in a lot of the jokes that if you don't know him and you don't understand his comedy, that when watching it, it, it brings it, it's a different element of the fact of you can understand more of what he's talking about. It's, he has a podcast. That's amazing. His wife joins it frequently, uh, much like uh, your mom's house with Tom Segura and his wife. Um, can't talk about him enough. Amazing. Watch it. It's on Hulu. It's phenomenal. Anyways, the boys, holy shit. Um, Again, please stop listening for those that haven't watched it. And if you haven't watched it, what are you doing? Fucking watch it. Yeah, so good. Being an adult. The <laughs> I when so everybody else had seen it except for Ian, and we were waiting for him to finish it. And did anybody else when they were in the woods, and it was just the mom, the son, and Butcher, and Stormfront showed up they preluded to the fact that he couldn't use his laser eyes because he didn't hate anybody. Yeah. And then when they were, I I knew it was going to be that the kid was going to have to do something. Yep. I didn't see the mom dying, but I feel like as far as like comic book storyline, comic book tragedy, comic book, like how that shit's supposed to happen. It's like, there's, there was no other scenario in which the mom did not die. The mom had to. The mom yep. wanted to be there, wanted to have the kid, wanted to take him away, wanted to be safe. That doesn't create the storyline. Right. That doesn't create the storyline. The mom dying at the hands of the son accidentally to save everybody else and, and making that sacrifice, I think, proves that. It was a little weird that uh, What's-Her-Face showed up out of nowhere. What's the, the Queen Athena. Maiden. Yeah. Queen Maiden just, like, just appeared. And, you know, like, I, I thought that was kind of like, how the fuck did she find them? You know, kind of thing. But because she can't fly. So how did she get there? Um, but I thought it was an incredibly well done tying up of like the second season, like everything, the storyline between one and two and, and all the pitfalls that you, you know, wanted to have happen and then there were there are enough extra questions that season three can play into and can create but it tied a bow on things but not enough that the story doesn't end so whether or not there's a new team who the new soups are going to be what's going to happen with Vought, um you know homelander at the end uh jerking off into this into the into the moonlight on top of the empire state building um you know i i loved this season and i think for like most shows like i think one knocked it out of the park i think two was kind of slow to start it came 
came it, definitely it full force really at the was, end and yep. and followed through with with the storyline and i i really love uh where i think it's going and that the twist that the the aoc character um yep. the senator was the one who blew everyone's heads up yep. and was just like who why 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 would she do that like that that question of just like why is this happening and then and then at the very end with the with the church guy that she does that too like I'm I'm very excited for season three, and I was talking with Cookie, and apparently there was a leak on one of the new soups. Um, not um, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy, yeah, and yeah. the character, the actor who's playing him is Jensen Ackles, who is the main character of one of Cookie and I's favorite shows, Supernatural. Um, who plays Who plays Dean? And I'm I'm very excited to see. I'm I'm hopefully. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic that he transitions well. Uh, I hope he's just not Dean, um, you know, playing a character within the show, but we'll see um, who he ends up being. But I'm, uh, that was leaked and he, sh- he shared that with me. I was like, holy shit, fuck you. Um, so I, I've gone down some YouTube holes since then. I, so, I thought it was fantastic. So Porter, I guess my, my question, especially with the, the, the cliffhanger at the end, then we find out that the, AOC inspired politician is in fact the one that is doing these head pops. Yeah. So then I, I assume the reason why she killed the religious cult leader is because he has all this dirt on yes. soups. Yeah. So she is in some way, some kind of coercion with um, Ed, Edgar, the uh, Gus from Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so she is, you know, a, a double agent, I, I guess, a lack of better words. Is that? That's what I took away. But. I think it's I, she to so. I think mine's kind of a little bit more nuance of to create rel, uh, politically, mm-hmm. to create relevancy, to create turmoil, to create popularity. If he were to have testified and brought all that to an end, her job as a you know lighthouse or a signal caller to this being an issue would have been done. I think that it worked to her favor in the end with Stormfront, which they, she wouldn't have had an ability to see mm-hmm. um, becoming a Nazi, and then them, you know, playing off, uh, you know, her her role in all this and saying that she was the leak and she was the reason for this, and Foss not going to release Compound V, you know, to fucking police officers <laughs> and you know random people. Um, I think. I think she was attempting to show her relevance in that we need to, to table this kind of thing and, and build political power. I think she was trying to show her relevance and show her, you know, uh, advocacy within the, the power of, of the mob and the people that she's, she's that voice and to, and to, legitimize her position that they're dangerous, even though she's one of them themselves. Um, I still think that uh, the CEO of Vought is somehow a soup as well, because he's unscared of anybody. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine a normal person, especially that character, I think would play vi- uh, that actor, excuse me, would play very well as an actual soup. Um, so I, I, I thought from the, from the, you know, Either it was him or the girl that was like crushing people in the in the prison. I, I thought it was maybe her that just had like disguised herself for some reason. I don't know, you know, whatever. But 
I think it's very interesting that it was re- re- revealed as her, and I'm excited to see where they're going to go with it. I think the leader of Vought definitely has something up his sleeve. Yeah, 100%. Like, how do you stare down the Homelander and be like, you ain't shit? Yeah, see, like, see I didn't thought that I didn't like he could laser beam the shit out of you right now. I hadn't thought that he could be a soup yet. I just thought he was just like he's the all powerful like CEO of this major corporation and the soups are nothing without this corporation and now they're learning that they can be and so he's just trying to make control. And that's why I thought that he had like implant I, that's why I thought he was one blowing people's heads off. I thought he had like implants in all their heads for this mm. exact reason. Like if, if Homelander got out of control, he would just push a button and kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so could this be like a Walking Dead situation when everyone's a soup and we d- they just don't know? <laughs> then no one's a soup. So then, yeah, I guess that's why I mean, they left it so amazingly because then, you know, there's so much room for interpretation for season three. Yeah. Um, and especially now that, like, I don't no, uh, no, it, it really. Well, I agree that it, it started off slow. I was kind of disappointed, to be honest. But those last three episodes were yeah. just unbelievable. And whoever the guy that plays Homelander is, he's genius. Golf clap. He's great. So good. So he's good. Good at it. He he plays a sociopath so goddamn well. Mm-hmm. The 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 interactions with like. And it was the it's it's weird because you see like I, I I guess the the character of Homelander like you see like all the the stuff that he does and how fucking terrible he is. But when it comes to his son, when Stormfront was saying like blatantly fucking racist fucking lying shit, and they cut to him like, what do you what do you do? like? I'm I'm not strong enough or confident enough to dissuade what you're saying right now, but I don't agree with it kind of thing. It was just like this kind of, I don't, this like side morality of, of who he is, um, you know, can being a complete fucking psychopath, but at the same time wanting to do the right thing, but is often challenged with doing the right thing and doing what he wants to do. And he, he kind of chooses that the other side. So I, I thought that was interesting in this episode or this last episode where they, they showcase that a lot where it was he's trying he's attempting to be a normal genuine human being he's attempting to be a good father yeah. he doesn't have the the tools to be able to do that correctly yeah so he the just background. comes off as a fucking asshole yeah um but um yeah when he when he like when he's in there with all the agents and as soon as i showed up i was just like all these dudes are gonna die and <laughs> yeah. he, he comes in and closes the door slowly when he closes the door it's, it's like, like so oh fucked. fuck <laughs> those idiots point their gun at him like what do you what do you think's gonna happen what are you doing um, just murders everybody yep i did like the battle with Stormfront and the girls yeah that was awesome yeah. that was really girls cool. they really do get it done <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's such a the characters are so great like the side characters mm's yeah. great frenchy's great oh frenchy's so i love good. frenchy it yeah, was so right. cool uh what's her name um the soup that's on their side the, the Kimiko. Mute girl kimiko tomiko how kimiko. when she cracked her cracked her neck and i was like oh fuck i know and then you find out she can't die right so yeah, we found out we found out another superpower of hers that she can't die she just you know healed herself like wolverine I thought that was I thought that was nice. That's what I was because well, we like saw, we saw that when she was shot by when she was doing a hit for somebody. Well, yeah, she was getting shot, but you know, 
twist their fucking neck like something else. Like she was down. Like it was, you know, like she gets shot, she brushed it off. Well, but you heard it and she limp limplessly fell to the ground. Well, she went down and I was back. and I was like, okay, they just have to hold her off until Kimiko wakes back up. And then I was like, oh wait, what if like they all die and then Kimiko wakes up and everyone's dead? <laughs> and that yeah. just sets her off. But then obviously it, it worked out. Guys should I I know that the um Becca dying creates that narrative about her son and and you know a, a soup being good for a lack of better words but should there have been more something more should another character have died should one of these side characters have been killed too like it, well i mean i was going to say we don't even know that uh stormfront is dead they never actually show her die and then at the end they just say oh she's in custody or like in a secure mm-hmm. location so yeah. I don't even think she's dead. I think just the mom is probably dead. Um, I, I think they. I, I'm. I'm. I'm betting that they go into the future a little bit. Uh, probably like a, a senator's term or two. Of you know, Huey is more established into AOC's campaign. Butcher is now the team leader of this thing that's been going on, and like shit hits the fan, and the band gets back together, kind of thing. That's that's what I think happens. The son is going to be a little older. So the son is going to be more established mm-hmm. as, you know, a superhero uh, kind of thing, or at least more in control of his powers, less of a, you know, 11 year old that's scared of everything. I think season three is going to jump a little bit in time um, to kind yeah, of progress and- that storyline, because I think they, they left things so left, yeah. set up and established, like everybody's happy. Things have gone yeah. good. The kid's safe. The people, you know, uh, uh, Frenchie and what's her name are, are together and they're going off and you know like all this kind of stuff I think they kind of established that like there's going to be a new thing that ruins that but I think it's going to be in the future and the kid being older is going to be part of that um, that's 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 my belief as to how that's going to go forward I don't, I don't think it's going to pick up right where they left off I think it's going to be some time in between sure. yeah yeah, and especially just because their lives were going back to the normalcy, I, I yeah. have to going to be a yeah. jump. Uh, you know, it, it's. Did you like this concept that it was basically? I believe it was three episodes from the start. Then every Friday they released another one. Is that? I I would have rathered, and I actually I what I thought from the beginning was that it was going to be three episodes dropped every Friday. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a month long, twelve episode season. Uh, every Friday they drop three episodes that you could easily binge. Um, I think that gives you enough to like, it's the length of a movie. So you can watch it very easily in a weekend. Uh, but it leaves you wanting enough to, you know, continue to the next Friday. I think the three and then one and one and one and one, that's horseshit. I, I was not happy with that at all. Um, I think they're, it's smart on their part because they have such a great show and they want people to come back and get that usership up. But I, I would have rather, and I really like the idea of a season having like a dump, like here's three episodes hour long. Here's three episodes, you know, um, doing it that way. I, I would have rathered that. That's what I thought they were doing. And then I found out later that they weren't, I was a little PO'd, but. I, I, I liked it because like, like we mentioned at the end of the top, like this season did kind of start off slow and like a little like 
confusing. Been like, hmm, where are we going with this? So I like the idea that they kind of just threw you into it for the first three hours to start, and then every episode since then were good, like the best ones. Obviously, they got better and better, and good yeah, enough to like one definitely want you want have you wanting more uh, week to week. Do you think they recognized that when they made the season? Is I don't know. The, they needed to get through the first three episodes to say that's hope? a that's because a I think that was hard thing me. to admit as a like a as like a producer or or whoever like makes that decision. Like you know, these first three episodes aren't as strong. Let's just drop them all together and then we'll really build on the strength of our remaining episodes. I don't but that's know. what got me was that like the, if if I had only the first episode and that was it, I would have I would have been I I honestly think I would have been less likely to come back. But because I had three to kind of set up where it transitioned from like the long break, you got a year long of like that story coming back into it and trying to tie in so many different storylines together. I really enjoyed the three seasons, the three episodes in the beginning because it gave me that like, okay, let's. I, I I totally agree. I just don't know. I don't it know. Got if, way better after that. I don't know if the first two episodes were, were just like okay. Yeah, I don't know if their reasoning was these aren't strong episodes. Let's just drop them at the same time. I think it was just like hey, like you just said, like let's just drop three to start because it's been a long break and that'll get people right back in it and excited, and then they'll keep keep them on board for one per week for the remaining of the remainder of the season. Gotcha. I I, I mean. I get that. I get it. I like. I agree. I agree with you in the sense that it's a little frustrating because you get so much to start and then you want as much for the rest of the season, but then you get less. But especially since last year, that's the way it was. Yeah, last year you could do the whole season, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, to try we, to make money. we have mentioned before that like it is nice to because like especially now in COVID and and, and binge watching, you, you get so much at once, you can blow through a new show in in a week. It was nice to have something to look forward to. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm that's sure true. you guys like look forward no, to I watching agree. it every weekend. Well, we did every Friday. We were yeah. like, Hey, who's seeing yeah. it? Like, Hey, who's, who's up? Like, uh, yep. what do we got to wait for? We got to wait for the show to be, you know, for everybody watching. Like, I, I agree. I, I enjoyed that. Nostalgia kind of reminds me of like, of waiting, like you know, Game of it reminded me of life before streaming. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it was a great season. Looking forward to three. Yep. Is, is there, is the fourth been confirmed? I don't know. I would imagine, right? I, Mega- I think they would have definitely. I think they've definitely greenlighted the third, but I don't think they would have announced by now whether or not there's. Well, they announced third. season two and three back to back. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Um, but well, maybe they didn't. I know they got hammered online because everyone was pissed off about the way that they. I was. That's that's the other thing, as I mentioned when I was watching it, I realized that the the re- reviews it was getting uh, review bombed. Um, by these fucking trolls who were just so upset by the fact that it wasn't even about the show. It was just they were they were giving it one star reviews, and I, I looked up and it was I think like four and a half out of like four thousand some odd views the first season, and then the second season was at like a two and a half because of the whole way that they were re- uh, releasing uh, new episodes. Um, so hopefully they look past that, and I would I would love a fourth, but you know. Um, what's his name? Um, the producer, uh, Ian's laugh. What's his fucking name? The actor, Seth Rogen. Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. Yeah, Ian's uh, laugh. Of, he's he's the uh, executive producer on this and the brainchild. So, 
I'm, 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 I believe that he'll probably ignore that shit and push it, push it forward. So I, I hope it continues. But I, I also hope it's I, – I don't want this show to go more than five seasons. I agree. You know? Totally agree. But that was my next point. I was like – because I was going to see, where do you Any guys see this wrapping much. up? I mean, I don't think they can wrap up in three seasons. No, especially at eight episodes. Yeah, four yeah. or five, and then call it. Yep. I totally agree. It's – um, I, I mean, I know the majority of people in this show are, are seasoned actors and actresses, but I feel like this is going to make a star out of some of them. Yeah, uh, for sure. Because, I mean, other than, I mean, none of them are re- really high known except for well known besides um, Butcher. Yeah. Who yeah. was always been a kind of a side character in, in like Star Trek and then in Thor. Homelander uh, reminds me so much of Fassbender. He reminds me of um, the King, the um, the Queen, Kingslayer. Yeah. Oh, see, okay. he reminds me of uh, Bradley Cooper. See, those are three completely different takes and all amazing actors. So. Yeah. Um, and they all I got, and I can see a little bit of each of them. Sure. Yeah. I I have a I have a whole like thing that I think everyone in this show except for Billy the Butcher is like a third list actor version of some other actor. Like they all just remind me of somebody else who isn't them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's story for a different time. I think they did a great job casting. And agreed. I, I like it really better that it's more it. people that we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's um it's only appropriate for butcher to say the c word and especially so many sec- so much <laughs> it's so funny yeah all right guys well that was a good episode we actually hit the under megan set the under at two hours she thought we were going over we're about to hit the under and she screams no we got half this we got halfway uh through the episode with ian halfway and then we finished the second halfway halfway with halfway. porter uh, so a solid return to the Put Me In Coach podcast, Airwaves. Um, we will be back next week. I'm not taking a vacation during the week anytime soon, so we should be good to go as long as all the schedules match up, uh, at least on my end, uh, to continue uh, going back to week-to-week episodes uh, throughout the rest of the season. And we can talk NBA, wrap up the NBA season, wrap up the uh, baseball season, maybe look ahead to their restarts and – in the winter, whatever that may, yep. and of course, football along the way. And hey, college football, Maryland football starts a week from Friday. So, hell yes. Or sorry, Saturday. Um, so, there's college football to get back into as well. Put me in Coach Podcast across the platform on social media PMIC Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, give us a follow and like uh, and um, interact with us on, on the social medias and give us a follow and subscribe on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Apple, uh, Spotify. Excuse me, Spotify was the last one as well. Subscribe, spread the word. Uh, we really appreciate everyone who tunes in and uh, shares what uh, we talk about with their friends. Give us a rating. Yeah, give us a rating. Why not? At Buffalo Chicken Tacos for Gregory Porter on Twitter. At Tom underscore Natalie for Thomas on Twitter. I already mentioned Ian at Ian underscore Foster 21. I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco on Twitter, give me a follow and um, we love interacting with you again. Thanks everyone for listening. Hail to the Washington football team. Good luck against the giants. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in everybody. Bye-bye. This has been it. Put me in coach podcast. Screw you guys. I'm going home.